Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Part-Time Outdoors Podcast. Hosted by Matt Noss and Nate Wright. Welcome back to Part-Time Outdoors. This is episode number eight. Got the gang back together. Matt Noss, Nate Wright here. And Nate, who do we have coming on today? Uh, we have Jesse Truman. Um, we linked up with him through uh, Longspur. Uh, he is actually from Big Chimney, West Virginia. He uh, He's an avid outdoorsman. Um, actually killed a monster. I'm looking here at the buck right now, and it is a giant. Yeah, it's huge, especially for West Virginia. And it's kind of cool to follow up the Longspur episode with a success story from Longspur. Um, so anyone that doesn't know Longspur, go back episode six. Uh, it's about tracking down game in West Virginia. Lots of good points there from Longspur. So, and this will just be a success story from that. Yeah, he killed it on a family farm um, in Clay County, West Virginia. Um, really breaks down, you know, like over the years of the different pictures. And it sounds like he pretty much blew up uh, this year compared to the pictures in the previous two years. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, but he's been watching or he was watching that deer for a while. So, I mean, he really it took him a, a while, but he finally pinned it down. The big thing that really stood out to me was not sharing the pictures. Because, I mean, <laughs> literally, like, I mean, how many people share those pictures with like, hey, look at my buck, what I got yep. on my camera. You know, I mean, that's like your bragging rights before if you in, until you kill it. Yep. I, guess I, would and say. I mean, he told no one that was going to hunt that deer. He told no one that deer was there. And that was for what do you say? Two years at least yep. going on. Yeah, he had to convince his buddy to come out there to help him look for the deer. And then he finally showed him a picture, and he was probably like, he's messing with me, I guarantee it. <laughs> so that that would be a good interview for you to listen to. Uh, but first, we're going to get to our giveaway. 
Uh, we just did a fa- or a Instagram live, and we announced the winner for the Dakota Dine and Dash, which was Gabe Winthrow. So, Gabe, congrats! We'll be sending that out um, this Oklahoma, week. Oklahoma, right? Uh, I can't remember which state. That sounds right, though. Yeah, I think he said he was from Oklahoma. I told him I'll either send it out tomorrow or next week, depending how long I sit in the deer stand tomorrow. And he said, totally understand. <laughs> so they get it. You know, he's a cool guy. They get it. Well, hey, let's uh, go ahead and jump on here with Jesse and uh, see what he has to say. All right. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, what's up, Jesse? Matt and Nate here. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? Oh, we're doing awesome. Uh, thanks for jumping on here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Jesse, we'll, uh, we'll kind of give you a little intro um, after this. We'll do a little intro for you. But if you want to go ahead and just explain to people a little bit about your story, who you are, and we'll we'll get into your uh, your buck hunt after that. All righty. My name is Jesse Truman. Uh, I'm an avid outdoorsman. If I'm not in the woods, I'm on the water somewhere fishing. I love deer hunting i love musky fishing probably my two favorites uh i also do a lot of crappy fishing with dad and it's his favorite kind of fishing so i got to do that too uh, and i'm also i love trout fishing i've been doing it since i was little um i just love the outdoors and that's where i belong great great uh tell us exactly where you're located in west virginia jesse i'm i live at big chimney west virginia Big chimney. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, Clay County, is that down there near Somersville? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's not far from Somersville. Uh, if you cut through the back way, um, it's more toward the Big Otter side is where our family farm is up there. Big uh, chimney. You got any uh, grouse out there, Big Chimney? No. <laughs> They're hard to come by in the state anymore. <laughs> I ask every guest that comes on, I'm like, hey, you guys got any grouse? Yeah. I'd like to find some. <laughs> Right. But How, uh, I see them occasionally bear hunting, but that's not a lot like we used to. But Right. Oh, you see them out at night. Yeah. We sit, well, during the days, we, we bear hunt a lot. Uh, I used to have dogs, and I got out of it when I had my little girl, and I didn't have the time to keep after the dogs. But my cousin and a bunch of buddies from Clay and around here, they all still have dogs, so I go with them as much as I can. But cool it how big is your you said you have a family farm out there how how many acres you guys got out there it's almost 200 acres uh nice. we got three yeah my uncle owns part of it my grandparents own some of it which is all in airship now so we all own it um and uh my other uncle he owns another part on the other side of the road and they're all pretty much connected so okay. it worked out good what's um what's the terrain like i know it's probably like more mountainous and stuff like that uh yeah it's not it's not really rocky uh it's just mostly wooded um it's it is steep it's in the hollers it's a big um, timber kind of thing yeah yeah it's big timber uh we got a lot of oaks and stuff on it but this year they didn't hit at all um past couple of years we've had real good mass up there uh this year the hickories hit uh we i found a persimmon tree that was loaded the other day um but the beaches the oaks the walnuts did hit up there this year and the chestnuts, but Okay. Well I'm looking I'm looking at this deer right now, man, and I it's it I'm in a loss for words, so I can only imagine exactly when you when you got him what you were thinking <laughs> and what was going through your mind. Yeah, it, it's wild. Um, it, and he's actually bigger in person. He has a lot of horns on that one side. Yeah, um, I was gonna say pictures never do it justice. No, it doesn't. And and the way it ended up 
at first being scored uh, the what the problem was they were trying to figure out what they wanted to call the main beam on that side okay um i did i did have uh the head of boone and crockett okayed the main beam finally and it it brought the score up uh the green score now it looks like it's going to be as long as they don't change any of the other times which right now it's looking like they're going to agree to it um it's going to be 201 and 68 and it's going to net at 187 somewhere so and that's through the west virginia dnr that that score is going to go through right yep yeah that'll that'll be the as long as it don't shrink much, um, it'll be real close to that. And that's not too far there. off the – I know I was talking to you a little bit. That's not too far off the state record. The I think we talked the state record's 212, right? So, I mean, you were pretty yes. close to the state record. And that was last year, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, there's, there's actually been a couple other deer this year. This There's been some big bucks killed this year. Um, I've noticed um, there's a couple from – one from Mingo County, I think another one from Kanawha County. Uh, they're pushing 200. Now I know that some of those I think Mingo might be bow hunting only. Is Clay County a bow hunting only, or is that? No, you... it's not. And that's that's one reason it was pretty special to get this deer up there. There's a lot of road hunters, a lot of poachers, right? <laughs> that come through there uh, every gun season. We have people riding up and down the roads nonstop, um, and it really worried me because early, yeah, early in the season when he was. Well, he was still in velvet. He was hanging out beside the main road, and I thought for sure oh. once he lost his velvet, somebody was going to take him out. But he disappeared once his velvet dropped, and he stayed hid, so it helped. Yeah, um, they say down there um, in those bow hunting only counties that uh, you got to kind of watch yourself if you got out of state tags, <laughs> leaving your truck yeah. alongside the road too long. I don't know if it's like yeah, that. Yeah, that's Clay what County I hear. I hear a lot of. I hear there's a lot of trail cameras get tucking and tree stands and. I've never have hunted down there. I always wanted to because that's where the big bucks are. Um, we have big bucks around here too. You just gotta hunt them and find them and figure them out. But that's, it's that's a little hard harder. Part. That's the hard part figuring them out. Yeah, and especially the one that I did get, uh, he was like impossible to figure out. He was so random. He, he I had 14 cameras out this year on the, wow. on the farm, and he, I never could pattern him never could figure out where he would go come from he was always in a different spot um well they call just, they call those big bucks they call them slobs for a reason it stands for yeah, super right. large ornery <laughs> buck yeah Wait, no that doesn't spell slob yeah yeah ornery yeah i was thinking h in my head no ornery buck yeah slobs yeah yeah they don't get that big being dumb well go ahead and uh kind of break it down like you know over the few years because uh, i was reading the story on uh, metro news about it and you know you've had a history with him you've had him show up on camera early on and so forth like that so kind of break it down for us you know your first encounter uh when you saw him on camera and then what you've been kind of your history i guess i would say behind it yeah he's uh i'm i'm leaning him toward being five and a half years old he may be six and a half i'm not 100 percent sure on that okay uh Three years ago, he was a typical eight-pointer, uh, about 17 inches wide inside. Um, he was a real nice buck. He, I was guessing him at three and a half, three and a half years old. Um, I probably would have shot him then, but I never did run across him. Mm-hmm. Um, I had pictures of him up until October, and usually I don't hunt till the end of October because it's usually still hot here, and I hate hunting the heat. Um, there's usually mosquitoes still flying around and I, it's just not as fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but the, I'm the opposite. I don't have fun in the cold, but I, you know, that's also <laughs> yeah. when the big bucks come out. It's the cold, so that's right. But he, uh, he would, he did. He vanished in October that year. Um, never saw him again all season. Never had a picture of him anywhere all season. Um, the next year he did come back uh, about April. He uh, he was a typical eight pointer then, but he had a kicker out the base, which was last year. He uh, I guessed him at four and a half last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big buck last year. He I I actually missed him last year, but I'll get to that in a minute. But he uh, he uh, growed one kicker out the base of his horn last year, and on the one side, the end of his let's see, it'd be the right side, the end of his main beam dropped down a little bit. And that's what stood him out from any of the others. Um, let's see. He. Are you thinking that tr- that kicker came from like trauma from fighting, or how? It I'm went not from sure. Typical, uh, atypical, I, sound like over I think a year. He's really just. Uh, I think he just growed. I mean, he he had a lot of food up there the past couple of years, and he really bloomed. Uh, last year, I was guessing him at a 140 inch eight pointer, which is a big eight pointer. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of horns to get an eight pointer to score big. Mm-hmm. Um, he was real tall. He was, I was guessing him probably about 18 to 20 inches wide. Um, he had a lot of, a lot of mass actually he put on. Um, but I did, uh, I had an encounter with him. He, he left the farm October again. I couldn't figure out where he would go. I never did figure it out till I killed him. I finally got it. And I'll let you know that here in a little bit. Um, but he uh, he vanished in October. I hunted him anyways. I kept after because I was that's the only deer that I really wanted to kill up there. We had a couple other nice ones, um, but that was the one I had my sights set on. Mm-hmm. On November the third, uh, I was sitting on an oak flat um, coming up out of the deep holler and. First thing at daylight, he came through, and uh, he was about 40 yards. He was out looking for does on November the 3rd. He had his nose on the ground coming through, and he made it to 40 yards. And I drew back, and I didn't see the limb between me and him and shot mm. underneath him. So, But I was I was pretty upset then, but I'm glad now that I did miss him. Uh, yeah, it know, always I'm, works out. I, how bad were you shaking when you took that shot? <laughs> Yeah, I was shaking pretty bad. <laughs> All I saw was horns coming through the fog that morning because it was super foggy. Um, you could barely see. And finally, the fog started to clear a little bit. And there he disappeared out of it. At Well, he's about 60 yards when I saw him. And I shot him at 40. He was going to go around the opposite way. Um, I wouldn't have been able to shoot. Um, what did you do and, after you missed? Did you start trying to call him back, or you just kind of? I did. I actually, actually, I did grunt. He jumped and he trotted out the hill just a little bit. He really didn't know what happened. Um, I did grunt a couple of times, and he, I never saw him anymore. And I thought, I know he's still standing there somewhere. So I didn't move. I eased another air in there. And, um, he actually turned and started coming down the hill, and he was going to circle around below me. And uh, he, he knew something wasn't quite right. He got downwind of me. And about the time I came to full draw, he must have smelt me. And he he darted. And he was gone. Never had another picture of him again. They're smart uh, like that. They'll, they'll circle yeah. around you and win you real quick when they know something's yep. not right. Yeah, yeah he knew. He knew it was, he wasn't, something was there he wasn't used to. So he was gone. 
then I never had an encounter with him. I did get one picture of him the night before gun season, about midnight. He uh, came by a stand I had just put up, and I was got all excited. I thought maybe gun season I was going to get him, but mm-hmm. it didn't happen. He never showed. We had all the family hunted up there. I'm I'm usually about the only one. So everybody was before. after this buck. Well, nobody knew about him. Oh, um, you didn't tell kept, your family? No, I kept it quiet. <laughs> uh, I, I feel kind of bad for it, but at the same time, I'm usually the only one that bow hunts it up there. Um, there's Sometimes they go up, other family goes up for a weekend or something. They mm-hmm. might hunt a little bit, but usually bow season, I'm about the only one that hunts the farm. Uh, besides, we got a few kids that's hunting, and they kill whatever they can get, and I'm happy for them. Uh, Sometimes that's so, the best thing to do. You people go crazy yeah. over a, a deer. So yeah, it's kinda, yeah. And I knew, I knew this year if the word got out and how big he was this year because between last year and this year he, I mean he blew blew up and I, I don't know. I never expected him to get that big, or that odd because last year he was just a typical eight pointer with a kicker out the base. Um, why I I don't know. I looked uh, looked him over good. Can't find anything from an injury uh he could have got shot from a road hunter maybe 22 or something not sure mm-hmm. uh, but something happened to that side and i actually um i left the camera in the woods all year i accidentally forgot it um uh, and when i, I mean that happens when you're running 14 of them yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> and actually i went to put a camera on the tree this year uh, in that spot and i realized it was there well it was still taking pictures so i just swapped them out and took that one home well i started going through there and uh, there's a nice little buck on there starting to grow uh, and this was in april he started growing and i was like man that's gonna be a nice buck well i kept scrolling through the pictures there was about 600 pictures on it throughout the, all the winter and stuff and i realized he came back in april uh, he used this one trail uh, up until June, and he never stepped foot on that trail again until, well, until I killed him. I know of. Uh, he never, he never used that trail again. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe where I switched cameras, but it was two days before, two days before I went in there was the last picture I had of him on that trail. Um, Isn't that crazy how smart they are with scent? Yeah, and, it is. And you know, maybe he picked up on the camera once he smelled some scent. You know. Yeah, maybe. It's, you know, it's, it's a number of things, but you know, it's just something like that. You walking in there and, and they, they know something's up. Right. Yeah. And then I, I put cameras everywhere. Once I realized how big he was going to be, I was like, my goodness, that thing really grew this year. Well, he's, he didn't really start developing his drop time until almost the end of June. He started to grow it and it just kept getting longer from there. Um, I did see him three times in velvet. I was uh, putting cameras on a tree one time. Uh, I walked down on a point, put some cameras out, and I just happened to look over the hill, and here he come with another buck, uh, another good buck. They walked up about 40 yards from me. I laid in behind a log uh, trying not to get busted. I didn't want to spook him out of there. And they went on across the point and down the end of the holler. So I thought maybe that's where he was coming from. I did put a camera where I saw him. I think I had about four pictures of him the rest of the year on that camera. Um, You're getting all angles. Yeah, he was just he was just random. He ended up all over the farm. Just all, you never knew when. 
AKA um, he was not letting you patter him. Yeah. Yeah. Until the end, I started to get a pattern on him right at the end. Um, I, I don't, he just, he kind of stayed the same way for a few days. Uh, but he did vanish. Um, he vanished the first week of September, I believe he lost his velvet when he came back. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured that's what he was doing. He lost, he was losing his velvet. Uh, he was gone for three weeks, never a picture, nowhere. Um, I don't know where he went. He, if he went back to where he, his fall home was for a little bit or what. But Is there any neighboring uh, farms, like big farms, agriculture? Yes, there's neighboring there? farms all around. Um, I've asked a few of them. There's one other guy I want to talk to to see if he happened to see him any. Um, I haven't seen him out lately. Yeah. Um, but nobody's seen him so far that I know of. Okay. Um, not even anybody driving up and down the road, which is shocking because I saw him 20 yards bedded down beside the road in a field when he was in velvet. Um, you so were, you were not, on him. You, I yeah, mean, I was you on had him. A lot, of, a lot of encounters with him, it seems like. Yeah, that's one thing about me. Usually if I, got, if I want something fishing-wise, I go at it full force. I don't, I don't go at it part-time. Yeah. <laughs> so once I have my <laughs> Easy on the on part-time him, was, outdoor thing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was I was determined I was going to try my best to get him this year, and I knew I knew I had to get him before the first or second week of October because he was going to be gone if I didn't. Um, I usually don't hunt the heat, like I said, but I knew I was going to have to hunt whatever days I could get the first week to try to get him. Um, I did get pictures of him uh, Friday morning at nine o'clock in the daylight, um, and I before bow season the day before bow season. I was all excited because I was, just knew he was going to come back through there. I set daylight to dark on Saturday, nothing. Sunday, I wasn't able to hunt, um, which he didn't show up that day any, I don't think. Uh, I think after dark, he came by a uh, scrape. Um, don't know. Well, it wasn't a scrape, but it's a place they always scrape. I had a camera set there for waiting on him to start scraping. Yeah. Um, and uh, he came by there. Uh, after dark uh monday i had to work all day um i came home and i it was about 85 degrees and my mom's like you want to go hunting today i was like no i'm not gonna go hunting today it's like it's a little bit too hot so she's like i don't know you probably should have been there so i didn't go well lo and behold there he was that night before dark uh he showed up mother always knows best of course yeah (laughs) Yeah, so then I got a, I told you so, and I didn't get him. <laughs> so, and then, so I decided Tuesday, I didn't care what the temperature was, I was going to be in there. Um, I knew if I didn't get him soon, he was going to change his pattern. Um, he seemed like the hotter it got, the more he was out in the daytime. And I don't, I mean, I don't know why. But. Makes makes you wonder, you know, him thinking as hot as it is, you know, obviously they don't know what really what time of the year, like the date was, but they're thinking maybe right. some summer patterns and stuff like that. So that maybe kind right. of keeps them in their summer patterns and he keeps showing up. Right. Yeah. And that, that's all I could think of. Um, I knew, I knew I needed to get him before October for sure. So there wasn't nothing to do but hunt. Um, so I got in the blind that evening, um, it's real brushy in there. You can't see more than one place. You can see about 50 yards. The rest of it you can't see, but 20, um, he was coming through there. I knew I just needed to hold out. Well, about 
six i think it was about 650 a little button buck came in he was sitting there feeding um i said that i saw some legs back there farther into the brush i couldn't really see anything else i just saw some legs coming figured it was a doe with that button buck um the next thing i know i thought i saw a big time and there's two big holly trees there and i thought i saw a big time behind it and next thing i know there he stepped well he took his horns came underneath the holly tree and stood up straight as he tall as he could be at 20 yards and by then i was already shaking because i already thought i saw a time and i got all excited because <laughs> i knew that was the only big buck i had on camera coming through that area so i, I had a feeling it was him so i had already stood up luckily i already had my bow in my hand and luckily i have a tall ground blind it's a primos xxl i think but it's tall um, i'm able to stand up and shoot my bow out of it um, so i got ready he came in 20 yards he turned and was going to circle kind of around below it come through that thick brush i knew i had to wait till he turned broadside to shoot him because it was so thick in there um, he finally come up stepped into the opening there but he was quartered toward me, but he was getting ready to take the step to turn broadside. And another deer, he saw another deer coming. He turned his head and was looking at it, and I knew I needed to draw back then. I didn't care if I had to hold it five minutes. I was going to draw back. Well, when I drew back, my elbow brushed the back of the blind just barely. I didn't even hear it hardly. I don't know how he did, but he did. And uh, he stood up tall and looked straight over my direction, and he was about to bolt. He, he had that stance ready to go at any time. So I knew I needed to shoot him then. Um, he was quartered a little bit to me, more than I'd like, but I knew that close, I knew I could put it right behind that shoulder. Um, I put my pin on his shoulder, let it go. I hit him about two inches behind his shoulder, dead center. Um, I just knew he was going to go up there and fall down. He jumped, did a high kick, uh, ran up the hill about 50 yards and stopped and stood there. Wow. I was waiting for him to fall over, and he just walked off. I was like, man, surely I didn't mess that up. I knew I knew I seen where they were hit, but then I'm second guessing it at that point. And uh This story's giving me I already knew the result and it's still giving me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> um, and I'm sure so you were I, a mess as well. Yeah. So I got I grabbed I got out of the blind, got over there, got my arrow, saw it had some reddish colored guts on it. I knew I knew it was gonna exit the guts regardless, but I knew I could get I should have been able to get a lung, yeah. hopefully double lung, but I was hoping at least for one. Did get it, got the liver all the way through the guts, and it came out as back hip. Um, I backed out of there. We waited a couple of hours. I called my, actually, I called my cousin and my dad. Uh, my dad was a little bit busy at the time, but he ended up coming up later that night. But uh, my cousin, he's he was like, well, how big a buck did you shoot? And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's the biggest buck I've ever seen in the woods. And he's like, are you sure at the farm? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I said, I said, well, I'll send you a trail camera picture because nobody knew about it. And he was probably like, when are you going to tell me about this buck? Yeah. So the next thing I know, he texts me from AMA. I'm on my way. He was, he lived in Charleston, but he was already at AMA heading my way. Uh, he's like, I'll be there in a minute to help you. And, uh, so him and a couple other buddies, and like I said, my dad, he came up later that evening, but we started to track him after a couple hours. Uh, we was finding good blood at first, and then it just kind of went drop here, drop there. 
Uh, we rounded a point which was right below where I actually shot him. There's just a big point there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went out. And what he did, he circled back around and ended up coming out below where I did sh- shoot him originally. Um, he bedded down there. Once we rounded that point, we was looking for blood real hard. Shined the lights 20 yards. There he is laying, looking right at us. And then my buddies, they was like, that's something you see out of a magazine. That thing is huge. And they was like hooping and hollering because uh, it was so exciting that they never seen nothing like that in the woods Absolutely. either. And uh, so it jumps up. It takes off out the hill. Uh, I tried to shoot it again, but couldn't get it. Uh, it ran out about 100 yards and laid down again. So how 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 many hours out are we from the initial shot now? Uh, that was two hours when we jumped him the first time. Uh, I did. We we eased out the hill once we jumped him, just because there's a real open woods out through there, and we could see once we got through that brush. Uh, I shined the light out there and saw him laying uh, 100 yards from where we jumped him. So okay. we backed out, and that was, we waited another hour, uh, almost two hours again. Um, I just figured he was going to be dead in that bed. I knew he was hurt bad if he went 100 yards after we were hooping and hollering. And he, uh, I knew he was hurt bad, so we finally, my dad got there. We went back down there looking for him, and I was like, his bed was right over here. We got over there. He wasn't there. He had already got up. He walked uh, about 60 yards. He laid down two more times. Um, he got up from there and went straight to the bottom. Uh, he was laying flat above the creek. Uh, we took went down there and ended up jumping him. Uh, he was in it laying in a big sinkhole. He went down to the bottom, and I I didn't think he could pull the other side, uh, which I was wrong. We went down there, and he had already went up the other side, so I called it off for the night. I was like, let's just get out of here. I know it's hot. Um, I I hate for him to meet the ruin. That's it's just awful. Um, but. I was like, we got to get out of here. We're just going to have to let him die. Um, I said, we'll come back in the morning. Well, I had heard I had heard about Longsburg tracking from last year. Um, I heard good results from him. And I, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, if I can't find blood tomorrow morning, I was like, at least a dog can smell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gave, I texted Sean middle of the night that night. I said, hey, I shot a buck in Clay County. Is there any way you can come track it for me? And he texted me about 5 o'clock that morning, which I slept one hour, I think, that night. I couldn't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> um, I wanted to go out there at daylight. And Sean's like, if you if you want to find it, he said, just stay out of there. He said, I got to go to Jackson County first. I got a little boy's deer up there we got to track. And he said, then I'll come to you and Clay on my way back home. I said, okay, sounds good. That's, that's the plan we'll go with. So I met him at the big or the wall back exit at about, I think it was about two thirty that afternoon, and uh, we went up there and got out of the cars and got the side by side out and I took him down. He's like, let's just go. He said, since you know where everything is and you've already tracked blood to a certain point, you knew where he was bedded last. Let's start there. So we pulled in. Then there's a logging road that goes down the hill right there and to where he was bedded and the dogs soon as we got to there the dogs they were already standing on the the hind legs trying to get down there he's like they already smell it and i'm like yes this is awesome (laughs) so 
they pretty much drug him down the hill, drug him to that bed. Uh, he went on down. I told him, I said, you're getting ready to drop off of a real steep hill. And I said, we're going to pull the other side. And that's where we stopped. I said, we didn't go any farther. He should be dead laying on that flat somewhere. I just don't know which way he went once he tops out. So the dogs pulled us up the hill and they went right-handed. Uh, I followed behind and tried to find blood. There was none. Um, so we get out that there's an old logging road that goes back down toward the holler and, uh, the dogs was pulling him down there. He's, uh, he's like, it's gotta be this way. So finally I did find a drop of blood. Uh, it wasn't no bigger than a quarter, um, right in the middle of the logging road. And I was like, yep, this is the way they went. Well, he was ahead of me about 80 yards. I would say he got up there. Next thing I know, he hollers, I found your deer. And I think by the time he got it all out, I already passed him and was sitting <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I figured it was going to have some ground shrinkage, but it didn't at all. That thing was just, it was huge. <sighs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's a great feeling. For anyone yeah. that uh, that's listening yeah. that wants to know a little bit more about Longspur, if you go back to episode six, we do an episode with Sean. And there's a lot of good knowledge and info there. Um, that'd be a good episode to go back and listen to. And on that episode, yes. he actually said any type of uh, gut shot is like a 99% recovery for them. Like, I didn't realize yeah. that. He said gut shot. He's like, when we find arrows with with um, anything from the gut on them, he's like, that's a tracker stream. Yes. Yep, it is. And, and that guy, he is top-notch. Yeah, absolutely. I recommend him to anyone. He'll help you any way he possibly can. And if he can help you find it without coming, he will. Um, he's just, he's awesome. And that's he's got thing. a great, he's got a great business going. Yeah, he's, he's been great. And, and, and it's honestly, he's been around a lot of deer that's been pretty popular in the state of West Virginia, to be honest with your buck. Um, there is, there was another buck that was literally right up the hill from my house. And I like literally live in the city of Clarksburg. And really? he, he helped them track it as well. And just, you know, he really has came onto the scene a lot, I feel like. And then, you know, we jumped on and got a podcast with him as well. Just a good guy. And like you said, he, yeah. does, he does he does great work. Yeah, not only did he find my deer, we've, we've made friends. We've been in touch ever since. And That's great. Yeah, he's actually yeah. who recommended us to give you a call. He's like, I, I have this one guy down in Clay County that – shot an absolute wall hanger he's like you guys should call him for an interview and it's more than just a wall hanger. yeah and i was <laughs> i was looking at the uh the pictures when i looked you up online and i was like well at first i was like is that the state record Wait, i mean you were too far <laughs> yeah. off though you know? that's yeah. what everybody thought um and really if he had a more typical side on that one side he would score a lot higher than he did um he's he's got a lot of horns it's just the way they measure our non-typicals here is is they measure it as a typical rack first then they do their deductions just like a typical, and then they add all your abnormal points back to that. So whatever your initial first typical score is is what really helps it. And mine's kind of low. I think it's scored. It's going to be about a one thirty-eight pointer uh, is what he is typical. Uh, yeah, the scoring system's pretty complex. So, yeah, it is. I didn't realize it was like that. I, everybody's like, "There's no way that thing scored like that." They said it's it, it shouldn't have any deductions. And I'm like, I'm telling you, that's the way our. I didn't know it, but that's the way our non-typicals are scored. Yeah, here. when they're non-typical, you get more deductions than you do uh, positives. I guess I would say. 
I'm right. a gross score guy. You you give me the gross score. I don't care about the net. Yeah, I, yeah, that's me. That's that's the size. That's the horns it's got, and that's what it should be. Yep, that's I, right. And <laughs> the, the drying periods and all that, I don't agree with. Uh, I never have. I don't understand if you kill a deer, that's the size it's had horns on its head when you killed it. When that's you shot it, yeah. it absolutely. So that's a great but, story, Jesse. I mean, a lot of history there. Sounds like you put in a lot of work as far as you know intel. You know, trying to, and honestly, the big thing is it's hard to keep quiet when you have a deer like that on camera. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. That you know, like that's that's you know, obviously you probably shared it with your wife, but other than that, yeah, there's no way he told her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I did. She knew about it. My little girl, she uh, she's only two. Uh, Every time I would get my trail cameras, all the cards, we'd be sitting on the couch. I'd be going through them. She's like. We'd be scrolling through, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Big buck, big buck." Does she hunt? Does your wife hunt? No, she doesn't. She I was did, gonna say, she I was... did try it once. Uh, she killed a seven pointer the first time out, but there you go. I was gonna say she, she wouldn't. Get, really she wouldn't sneak out there and try to undercut you, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> now my dad or somebody might, but. <laughs> That sounds familiar. Uh, sounds really familiar. Like I said, I I would have been happy for anybody out there to kill it. I mean. I would have been just as happy, just. But well, I'm, that's the thing. When I'm you glad put, it worked out. When you put the time put in the and the hard work, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that pays off, and it, it yeah, sh- it does. It shows that's for sure. Yeah, it does. Yep. I was up in the new Bass Pro Shops in Morgantown the other day, and they have a a lot of deer on their wall from West Virginia and surrounding states. I, th- I think they tried to keep it somewhat local, and right. uh, they had a couple two hundred class deer on their wall and just seeing the size of a 200 class deer like you you can picture it in your head but when you actually see it in person it's just yeah, it's, it's jaw dropping it is it's like wow yeah. i i just i still can't believe it came out of clay county um i know there's some big bucks in clay county a lot of haulers deep haulers and big woods uh, but it's just it's not something you normally see well some of those bucks there. just become straight nocturnal that they just you can't kill them and that, and right. that's and that's the thing like like you said, it was crazy that he started showing up more and more when it was hotter. And right. like I said, it could have been a pattern thing and him thinking that it's still summer. You know, just right. you just never know. Those bucks are so smart, and it's just, like I said, it's just hard to get on them. Right. Yeah, and that's what that's really what helped me this year, I think, is the heat. Uh, I, I hate hunting the heat, but that's I think that's what helped me. Uh, he stayed in a pattern that he normally wouldn't have. He would already got out of. Once his velvet dropped, he probably would have got out of it. Yeah. Um, but so it, you never found you said you said you've asked different farmers around the area and you he, he, yeah where he's went in October. Uh, I did. Uh, there were some boys that texted me after I killed him, and uh, they texted me and wanted to know if I had picture if if this was him last year, and I said yeah that's a hundred percent him last year. Um, come to find out he was uh, in another holler. Actually, a big typical deer was killed there the first day I believe um scored like 160 or so uh typical wow um and uh, that's that's the same hauler he was staying in during the fall and early winter um which is about i'm gonna guess if you walked it it would be probably close to six miles um that's that's where he was hanging out um that's amazing if you drove it it wouldn't be that far but if you walked it it'd be probably about six miles i'm guessing um, which was cool because I always wondered where he went, and I I had to wait till I killed him to figure it out. But 
that's that's where he was staying and it, in that holler there's a lot of laurel beds um so that's probably why he was going there uh, we don't have any laurel beds hardly on our side we got one little one but there's not much there uh, we got a lot of thick brush but so when there's you, a lot of when you set up your blind as far as picking your position because i mean in my mind i don't hunt blinds but i would think they're not super mobile like you kind of pick a spot no. and you're going to be there yeah what? they're not they're not mobile uh, i usually i mean i like hunting out of a blind because you can get stuff close um but i just they're hard to hear out of you can't see out of them very good um so are they you are in that position for the blind based off of um were you picking it based off of like the the food nearby the cover nearby the fact that it was near yeah. trails where the where you had pictures of them like what what yeah, led you to that spot on trail, uh through that thick brush there's it's super thick in there one patch of woods there that's real thick uh there's some food there uh, so just all around a mineral site close in a pond reasons. actually so yeah there's there was water there was some food there's brush it's kind of it's got everything there um but it was thick in that section and below it's a field above it's open woods so if he comes through there he's going to come through the brush he's not going to hit the open stuff um i knew that so I put the blind right in the middle of that and brushed it in pretty good. You really couldn't even you if I knew there was a blind there, but somebody walked by, they probably would be like just pass it up. Um, How long did you have that blind up? Did you did you put it up like a month in advance, let them get used to yeah, it? Yeah, actually, I put it up. Uh, let's see, I put it up. I'm gonna say the end of August. I had it up already. They've said um, I haven't tried it yet, but they've said um, if you take like a little stick and put it in your tree stand if you have uh -huh. like a fixed tree stand and you put a like a volleyball on it or something of that nature the deer kind of get used to that head silhouette and then when right. you go and you sit in the stand they just kind of put that in the same category as the ball the head silhouette it's safe right. i haven't tried that yet but um that i've heard that sense. from a few different people yeah that makes sense um yeah i'm a firm believer if if you just put it up they're going to see it. I mean, they, they're going to notice something ain't right. Uh, so that's why I put it out in the beginning. I put it out at the end of August. I always always use an example as like, you know, that's their bedroom. That's their living room. So when you walk in your living room and something's off, you notice it. So they're going to notice it too. That's a good point. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, but yeah, uh, yeah man, that's a great story. Um, I really, really appreciate you sharing that with us. I know uh, Matt was telling me that you like to uh, do some musky fishing um as yeah well. yeah I, I love musky fishing uh you gotta love it uh it's <laughs> it, <laughs> they say it wears it's you the, out they say it's days, the cats the thousand fish uh thousand cast fish yeah uh these days our state has a lot uh i i wouldn't say that anymore um but they still are hard to catch yeah. um they they got short feeding windows sometimes and if like me i go when i go i usually go from daylight to dark uh the, a lot of guys some guys don't but there there's some great guys in this state that catch fish uh, i know one of chase gibson up there um from stonewall there he's a guy on stonewall mm -hmm. uh, you, do you know a guy named chance mccoy chance mccoy uh, i've heard the name i don't know him though i believe his nickname's the musky king of west virginia yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I caught my, my first muskie with him. He he does slay some pretty big ones. I do know yeah. where the state record is and I will never tell you. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but because I'm trying to get that state record. But yeah. are you ground pounding when you go? Or are you, you going out on boats and, and trolling? Or are you out on uh, boats no, doing figure usually, eights? I usually have boats. Uh, I, I very rarely fish off the bank. If I do, it's usually Burnsville tailwaters or somewhere like that. Yeah. Good, uh, good spot. I, I, like, I like my boats. Um, I usually fish the lakes up y'all's way, Burnsville. Hey, you stay, you stay out of our lakes. I'll stay out of your deer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, our state's got a good fishery going stonewall. It's got a lot of big fish in it right now. Uh, yeah. I feel like out of all the wildlife in West Virginia, I, I have no clue what the statistics are, but I feel like our fishing here is pretty pretty close to top notch um as far as like our, our we have great trout streams our muskies population is getting up there um i mean it, it really is a good state for small fishing. mouth is yeah, really small good small mouth yeah. yes it is it we've got it all um i wish some things were managed a little better than others but i know they're doing their job as best they probably can um i wish they would put some more catch and release stuff on our wild trout um I, they I need to do something to protect them because if not they're going to be gone um we've got musky fishing's pretty pretty it's the best it's ever been in this state um small mouth fishing we got some awesome rivers mm-hmm. um just we have it all crappy fishing whatever you want to fish for walleye uh, sounds like you're into a little bit of everything yeah Kinda i'll fish like- for anything or hunt for anything kind of sounds like me and matt me and matt are literally yeah. like from each season moving into something else got too many hobbies yeah exactly. yep yep that's me uh but that ain't a bad thing yeah, <laughs> yeah stay busy but, yeah exactly exactly so, yeah but actually we're taking our first trip out west uh we got we got uh me and my cousin and a couple buddies from clay we we're taking their dogs mountain lion hunting uh oh january really? 8th yeah we're going to do some public land self stuff up there we did get connections with some guys up there where they offered for us to hunt with them some. They hunt all the public land up there also. But I think they just outlawed that this year in California and maybe Washington. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I thought I remember hearing an article. So hopefully you're not going there. Yeah, no, we're going to Colorado. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that's big out there. Planned out. Yeah, we're going to Colorado. Try, give it a try. So what they we did was they they outlawed a lot of that stuff and now they're having issues with mountain lions. So you can do that. Yeah, mountain. they will. <laughs> yep, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> I'll stay away yep. from the mountain lions. I'll avoid them. Yeah, yeah, just like our bears here, they're getting getting pretty popular. <laughs> I'm did, sure. Did yeah. you have any issues with? This is the worst I've ever seen it this year. With um, when you left that buck overnight, did any coyotes get to it? no i nothing touched it and that that was my biggest fear i i knew because there's a lot i've got a lot of pictures of coyotes mm-hmm. up there um and some other dogs people's got just running free up there but yeah i figured the coyotes was going to get it that night but they didn't good uh, i'm surprised um good i'm deal. actually going to do some trapping here before long up there because try to get rid of a few yeah. of them i don't blame you you have to population control with those coyotes for sure they yeah, used to have a bounty on them back a while ago i think it was like 25 bucks a head or something i don't know if west yeah. virginia still does that or not no i don't believe so there may be some little like businesses or something that still does a little bit but mm-hmm. i don't think there's much anymore um, well but Jesse, they all need they all need killed yeah for sure 
Well, yeah. we appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, and that that was definitely uh, an eye opener. And anytime we see a buck like that killed in West Virginia, I know it gets a lot of attention, and a lot of people are happy for you. Yeah. So, Congra- yeah, congratulations, man. That's great. Yeah, product. thank you guys. I really appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, we'll stay in touch, and maybe we'll we'll go catch some uh, musky this spring or this summer. So there you go. Anytime, I'm ready. All right, man. Sounds good. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right, sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, take care, Justin. Take care. You guys too. want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv you'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing but as i've learned no matter where i've been whitetails can be damn tricky Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.